Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chit Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet find out their stories about how they got into the motorcycle world and on today's episode I'm excited to say I'm going to be joined by Corinne Cole. She is an engineer from South Carolina and I've got to say she rides a pretty mean bike. Let's jump straight in. Hey Corinne, how are you? Hey great, how are you? I'm good thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you this morning. Me too. And do you know what? I've got to get started right away by saying you have got a badass bike. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. It's so mean, isn't it? Just the how it looks. It's like it's it's the ultimate Harley Davidson. One hundred percent. I love it. I think I I just finally like recently kind of got it dialed in to where I can agree with you. Uh, uh, I just got a new seat. So that's been like the latest cosmetic piece that I got. Um, I got a LaPera seat that I just, I've only had it for I think a couple weeks. Uh, but I did like a custom seat and it's got like some ostrich on it and yellow stitching to kind of match my, uh, the logos on my bags and everything. So I think it looks pretty good. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, but what I found so funny was the fact that you you said that you, when you first, before you started riding, that you didn't want your dad to have a motorbike and now you're riding like the ultimate Harley Davidson. I just found that so funny. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so I think um, I think I was like 17 and my dad was kind of going through like a midlife crisis, I would call it. And uh, he told my mom and my brother and I that he was going to go take the MSF course and get a bike. And I didn't know anything about motorcycles. So I was like, oh, my gosh, please don't do that. You know, it's so dangerous. Like my dad like plays golf and skateboards. But, you know, motorcycles, that was like something unknown. Um, and whenever we went to the dealership after he took the course, he started up a bike. And I remember just like getting so upset and being like, please don't buy this bike. And fast forward, like nine months later, I took the MSF course myself with my mom, oh my um, which was a really cool like bonding moment for us. And then I ended up getting a bike like shortly after I turned 18. And fast forward 12 years later, here we are. 
So. Oh, wow. That is absolutely amazing. So what was it that scared you about bikes at the start? Was it you just didn't know anything about them and you just hear the bad stories and you just took that as it? Yeah, I think that's it, right? Like, I feel like if someone maybe talks about motorcycles uh, to someone who doesn't really know anything, you always hear like a bad story about a wreck or about, you know, just something terrible that happened because I feel like in the news, like a lot of the media kind of highlights the the negatives. And, you know, back then, like social media wasn't as big as it is now. So you didn't kind of get to see both sides of of riding, right? So I had only ever heard like the negative stories of wrecks and crashes and, you know, cars hitting bikes and things like that. So that was like the first thing that came to my mind was I didn't want that to happen to him. So sure, sure. So what was his first bike then? What was the the inspiration for you? Um, so he got, uh, he had the 2004 Road King, which I just posted a picture of me actually riding or sitting on it, uh, just this week, but that that was, that was what he got. And I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. It was kind of like a white pearl color and it was a Road King classic. So it had like the soft leather bags and I mean, it was really a beautiful bike, but it was huge, like from anything that I had ever seen. Yeah, they're massive, aren't they? Uh, Roking, it's it's another one of those other ones that I just always think is like a classic Harley Davidson. I'd love to own a Road King one day. I love those bikes. Yeah, it, I mean, my husband had one for a while too. They really are just a classic looking bike. Yeah, so cool. I love that. And then what about your mum? What did she ride? So my mom got her full license um, and... So my first bike was a V-Star 650, and then I got a Sportster. I had that for a few months. I think I kind of proved to myself that I was going to ride. So my mom kind of – I was in college, and I wasn't taking my bike to school kind of in the beginning. So my mom was riding the Sportster, like, while I was away at school. Um, But I think she just decided that she prefers to to ride on the back instead of riding on the front. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So – she never had a bike of her own, truly. Yeah. Oh, well, that's totally fair enough. You know, I mean, when I first started going out on bikes, I was on the back of my dad's bike for many years, like growing up. That's how I got into it, really. And there is something so nice sometimes about just sitting on the back and just enjoying the view. And it's a totally different experience, but you still get that freeing feeling. So I don't blame her, I must say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I rode on the back of my dad's bike um, the first time I ever rode. And that's what kind of got me into like, okay, like, I'd like to be more in control, in control of my speed and control of, you know, where I park. And, you know, when I'm ready to leave, I can go. And that was sort of like, what kind of prompted me to want to, like, get my own bike. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm the same as that, really. It's like, I think the older you get as well. And then, and also if you're driving, and when you have that control with driving, it does make you think, oh, well, controlling the bike is going to be completely different as well than just being the passenger. And it really is a whole different feeling, isn't it? When you're yeah. holding the bars yourself, and you hear it roar, and it just like, every time I'm like, in my helmet, I guess. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> but 
Oh, so good. So tell everyone what bike you actually have now. I don't think we fully covered that. Oh, so I've got a 2019 Street Glide Special. And all blacked out as well, right? With a few ascents on it. Yes, all, all black. I, I really like the blacked out look. Uh, I don't, I guess when they came out with the blacked out specials as like standard, you know, options, uh, I was all over it. So I've always liked that blacked out look. Yeah, me too. I'm all about that. That's why I, like I got my Sportster as the iron. Was yours the iron when you got it? No, I had an eight. I had an 883R. So it was kind of like the the silver kind of pewter metallic with the orange accents on the tank. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. They're cool as well. Yeah, I do love the blacked out look. It's, I'm always drawn to that and it just I think it just looks more mean anything that's blacked out like that just gives it that that beefiness doesn't it yeah agreed so what else have you done to your bike since you bought it did you buy it new just stock new or I did so it was the first bike I ever bought like brand new um and I I like it doesn't feel like I've done a lot to it but I guess when I like think about everything, like I really have. So I, the first thing I did was put like the thrashing shorty shifter pegs on there. So I got rid of like the stock cause I have the heel shifter. Um, and they make like a, a shorty peg that's like half the size of a regular uh, shifter peg. So I can like move my foot back on the floorboards a little bit more. And then really like bars was the next thing that I did and I'm on my second set of bars now but I've got the KST Patriot bagger bars um being a street glide like you don't have a lot of handlebar options uh and especially like narrow handlebar options like being a woman like I don't really want my hands like super wide yeah um so I got those beginning of this summer because they just came out with them so that's been a big game changer for me but really most of initially the things that I changed were just really for comfort and to set the bike up to for me you know um but I think if I think about like my favorite things that I've done handlebars and then definitely uh suspension upgrades so I got my rear suspension I went with the Nawaski uh, remote reservoir shocks uh, earlier this summer and then actually yesterday I got my front suspension uh, upgraded with the Nawaski so it's uh, it's riding so much better than it was. Oh nice I bet that feels so good just to get it all fresh and exactly how you want it, it must be a good feeling. Yeah and I hadn't done any motor work um, I rolled 55,000 miles on the way to work yesterday um, but a couple weeks ago, I I did get a cam, so I got the 465 SNS, and then I did uh, upgraded my header and my exhaust. Uh, went with the Chromeworks uh, Dominator system, so it's like True Duels, uh, two into two, and uh, it's definitely louder than it was, but not like obnoxiously loud. So it's it's different but I appreciate like the horsepower that I gained and everything so it's it feels like I got a new bike yeah that's really cool I love that how you can just do I was gonna say simple upgrades they're not really simple are they it's quite a lot to it but just by doing you know different bits and bobs it can change the bike completely can't it and I think like that's the point that I'm at is like I've got so many miles that I'm I'm so invested in the bike like I don't want to get a new bike so I'm kind of like 
what can I change to kind of make it feel like new again and exciting? So I feel like I'm getting to learn the bike all over again now, um, just with like the power that I have. So it's exciting. I think we get attached to our motorcycles and in some cases, like once you find the one, you know. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. Like if when you... I think it's a lot of the time it's how it looks as well isn't it to start with it's all about what draws your eye and I think when you sort of first start off you choose you know like when I got my sportster I choose such a thin seat because I wanted to be as low to the ground as possible I'm quite a short rider and I was like comfort doesn't matter I just need to be low to the floor and it needs to look cool <laughs> that was like all that I cared about whereas then I guess as you sort of get a bit older and you try different bikes you think well now I'm thinking I need a comfier seat on that bike and I want to do more upgrades and get a bigger bike eventually but you do start to look more that direction don't you yeah yeah you definitely do I think like I think I've changed my seat three times uh, since I got my bike and depending on if I'm going on like long distance like I was worried about it being too thick like to your point like looking too beefy and you know I finally found that seat that's kind of that perfect blend of like it's stylish but it's comfortable for those longer rides and uh, some things like maybe don't look that great like highway pegs kind of stick out sometimes but it's like a comfort thing so I try to find that balance of like looks but also function on like on those longer trips so but yeah my mentality has changed uh you know looking back a few years ago to now um and the the styles and trends I feel like are constantly changing too so it influences your decisions a lot yeah that's so true like different things coming on the market and and like you say with Instagram being such a big thing now and I always see things pop up on there I'm like oh I want to do that to my bike oh that's cool and it's like geez spend so much money (laughs) yeah 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 exactly it's definitely a slippery slope uh once you start adding and adding but it's it's addicting yeah yeah so true (laughs) so what's riding like in your area um so riding in my area is I feel like it's kind of like the prime like destination so I'm I'm only like 40 minutes from the mountains so like I'm kind of in the foothills so I can go down the road and you know I'm in the twisties and I'm riding up a mountain or if I go like toward Georgia I can be kind of on flatter roads and then back into the mountains so I think I'm pretty spoiled um, between back roads and mountain roads and just the proximity that I am to Charlotte, Atlanta, uh, Asheville like they're all really close to me so definitely spoiled. That's awesome so what state is it you're in? South Carolina. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. I'm still getting to know the uh, American map fully. But it's absolutely massive, obviously. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's a bit more tricky than just remembering like the UK map, for example. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome like all around that area, like you say, where you've got like the mountains, but then I guess you can get to the coast as well if you wanted to yep. and not too much time from there, can't you? Yeah, yeah, we went to uh, Daytona back in October, and it was about a about an eight hour ride, like from start to finish. So 
it just, you know, we kind of just get on the bike sometimes and go wherever the wind takes us. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. Well, I'm definitely going to come to the States at some point. I'm going to get a huge bike tour in and I'll be hitting up Carolina for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> yes, let's do it. So I want to move on to asking some sort of like fun questions and going to do a few games with you as well. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> So firstly, I was just having a flick through your Instagram and I found a couple of pictures and I just want you to go a bit more in depth and explain the pictures for me. So the first one that caught my eye was this one. Ah, yes, I can. So can you tell me what, what's going on there? So back in June, uh, my husband and I took like two weeks off of work and we rode from South Carolina out to, we were actually headed to Yellowstone, but it was when, and I'm not sure if you had heard of all, they had like some torrential downpours and flooding and like the roads washed out. Oh, uh, sure. So we were headed to Yellowstone and then we had to kind of change our our destination. Uh, so we went out to Wyoming, we went to Grand Teton uh, national park and then on our way back we went through south dakota so um plans got messed up but we were able to spend a couple days and uh needles highway was one of the the rides that we really wanted to make sure that we did when we were out there so uh that was us at the needle eye tunnel um one of the other people that were there like offered to take our pictures so we wanted to kind of document that and uh that was uh, probably my favorite trip of all time. So I post a lot from that, uh, but I, I guess I want to relive those moments as many times as I can, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so lovely. So do you and your husband ride together a lot then? We do. We do. We do ride a lot. Uh, he's got a road glide. Uh, so we both have big touring bikes. So uh, when we can, we like to take that that time off and just kind of hit the road and we didn't plan every stop on that trip you know we kind of knew our end destination but we kind of rode till we got tired and we we moto camped a lot so we were gone for 13 days and we camped for about eight of those nights uh, which is really cool uh, so it's just you know I guess it's our it's our thing that we do together um That's I I enjoy riding with him a lot yeah, that's lovely. What a lovely thing to share together and make all those memories, right? Yeah, absolutely. So is the Needle Eye Tunnel, is that like a famous tunnel that people like riding through? Or Yes. So like a bunch of, I mean, I kind I lost count of how many times I've seen. So when people go to Sturgis, uh, it's just, it's one of the top uh, kind of like scenic rides that you can do. And it's all like granite rock formations and the needles eye tunnel is like it's one lane going through um so it's kind of cool so we were kind of over to the side and you have to wait until traffic is clear and i think during sturgis they have someone like out there directing traffic so people don't hit each other but uh it's really wild i wish i would have had my camera whenever i went out there but i hadn't gotten it yet so i'll just have to go back i guess yeah, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. So my next question is, what's one of your most scariest or dangerous moments you've had whilst riding? 
so it was, I think there were five of us headed up the mountain. We were going to uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway, like on a, on a Saturday morning. And, um, you know, we're kind of, we're riding up the mountain, we're going down a back road. And then I was in the front actually. And uh, all of a sudden the car in front of me just like stopped and we were going into a turn and, you know, I'm looking around and I'm like, why are we stopped? Like what's going on? And I start scanning the perimeter and I notice that there is a brown bear or it may have been a black bear. It was a bear. Either way, it was a bear. And she had two cubs with her and they were crossing the road and they must have been like, I don't know, maybe two car lengths in front of me. And I remember just sitting there being like, what do I do if like she comes my way? Like I'm on the bike. So I'm like scanning and you know, my, my husband and then my parents are on a bike behind them and then a couple of our friends. So the cars end up going around the bears cross the road and, uh, we kept going because they went. Um, but then one of our friends got, he never came. Like we kept riding and we never saw him, never saw him. So we pulled over um, and my husband circled back to go see what happened to him. And uh, he found him and he, we were like, oh, what happened? What happened? And he said the mom turned around and like came back and oh, he what? was there and he was wearing like a black hooded sweatshirt. And I just remember like, laughing in the moment being like maybe she thought that you were like another bear or something <laughs> like you know like she was coming back and he said he just kind of sat there and he was like I was just gonna ditch the bike if she started coming to me but I think that was kind of like one of those like rare moments where I guess you don't expect to be that close to wildlife like that so we laugh about it now but in the moment it was absolutely terrifying being that close to like a mama bear and her cubs so yeah. Oh my god, that sounds absolutely mental. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. And that's like, what a tough situation. Like, risk being attacked by a bear or leave your really expensive Harley Davidson and make a runner. That's a bloody tough situation. <laughs> yeah, I would like looking back, I'm like, I think I maybe I would have just like dropped the bike and ran. I don't know because it was like a narrow two lane road. Uh, so. I don't, nothing prepares you for moments like that. I guess you just kind of got to go with your instinct. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would have been able to avoid her, but I'm glad that it was like a near miss opportunity and nothing happened. So we were definitely lucky, but I hope it never happens again. <laughs> I mean, that's got me thinking, actually. I wonder if anyone's ever had an experience where a bear has literally like knocked them off their bike or something has happened. That would be interesting to know. I that would be absolutely terrifying so I hope I'm sure it's happened to someone but I've not heard anything uh where that has happened but that yeah we'll that have to sounds that terrible uh, we'll put it out to our listeners and if anyone's experienced that you've got to let me know <laughs> I've got to hear that story so what's one of your most happiest and sort of cherished moments you've had on two wheels um I think you know, the trip this summer that we took, my husband and I, you know, it was like 5,000 miles round trip. And there were a couple of moments uh, riding through the mountains in Colorado and riding through the Badlands in South Dakota, where we just kind of pulled over and it was, there was nobody except for us. And there were snow capped mountains in the summer in Colorado. And like, I honestly think I cried like behind my helmet a couple of times, just like riding through and like, just, you know, 
right now just like thinking about like that moment of like we rode this far like nature is so beautiful and just honestly like living in the moment I guess like you get so caught up with like your work and you know your normal day-to-day that just like removing yourself from all of that chaos and just kind of it's quiet just you and the bikes and nature and admiring you know like the mountains and the plains and the wildlife and like Mm -hmm. there's no feeling like that you know and the badlands all the rock formations and everything it's just like breathtaking just to see that and enjoy it like we were eating lunch on the side of the road you know we had our little like chairs that we set up and we we sat at the in the badlands at one of the I guess the tourist uh like spots where you can see and we just like set up our chairs and just sat there and ate and just kind of looked out at everything and like to me like those are the happy times where you know I didn't have a worry in the world except for you know what the next destination was so yeah that's amazing I love that so much honestly I I think so many if if you're a rider and you've done a trip like that and especially with someone that you love you know someone that you love and care about that's with you like you know even just a friend just to share that experience with someone and like you say just be fully present fully in the moment and really take in your surroundings and not have those general everyday worries in your head it is such a special moment it really is yeah nothing nothing compares to that you know and I think I'd like to do more of that like we're starting to kind of plan our trip for next year so but I'm I'm excited like I I live for that you know just me and him and our bikes and the road and just kind of living in the moment like you said yeah that's amazing what's your plans for next year's trip then um well I kind of want to go back to Yellowstone because we didn't actually get to go there since the roads were closed but um, I need to really like map out how we want to get there because I I want to go to Utah and like go to Moab and see kind of like the scene out there and then if I have enough time like we'd love to go to the Pacific Northwest and go ride out there um so I need to to narrow it down my list is so long so we'll have to plan around and see like how long it will take but I kind of just want to go out west again yeah oh nice awesome I look forward to seeing that all on your social media I'm sure you'll be putting it on there won't you oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so right I must warn you this part may get emotional I have been told people are getting emotional (laughs) in this section of of our podcast okay I already I already got emotional so we're past that now (laughs) this is going to be a different kind of emotion trust (laughs) so first I've got to ask you three questions that will link back around to what's coming next so I'd like to know what's your favorite food dream destination and like your all-time dream favorite bike so start with food first. Oh, um, that's a good question. If you have one, of course. Lots of people seem to just love all food. So, 
Yeah, I I definitely like all food. I guess if I had to pick like a type of food to eat for a long period of time, I'd probably choose Mexican food. I I enjoy Mexican food. Yeah, Mexican food is good. I'm with you on that one. Okay, so what's your all-time dream destination? To ride or just to visit? Whichever you like. Yeah, whatever, really. Um, I'd love to go ride in Europe, actually. Oh, cool. Any particular I, country or place? Um, honestly, I, if I could even just make it out there, I think I would just be absolutely floored. So I just to ride a Harley in, in Europe, uh, it's kind of on my bucket list. Yeah, okay, awesome. So what is, um, what's your dream bike? I think my bike is my dream bike. I know that's cheesy, but no, I love that. That's awesome. You've like that's a that's a bucket list thing ticked off for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I used to like dream about having the bike that I have now when I was seventeen, eighteen. So I, I would say it's my dream bike. That's absolutely amazing. And actually, sorry, one more question. What about cars? Are you into cars at all? I am into cars a little bit, yes. Yeah. So what would be your dream car if you could have any car? If I could have any car. Um, that's a good question too. Oh no, so I, to, I know, I might have to come back on that because I think I could go different ways. New cars, old cars, you know, I think, uh, I don't yeah. know. I have to think about that one. Sure. I mean, it, it, say older cars, what would be like an absolute, you know, classic, a, a vintage classic that you just think, oh, yeah, that's the one? Uh, probably like an old Chevelle or something would be really cool. Yeah. Okay, nice. So now we're going to have a game of Would You Rather. And okay. <laughs> your dream bike is at stake. Your your own bike is at stake in every of <laughs> in every question. So... Would you rather eat your Mexican food every day? You can have it breakfast, lunch, dinner, whenever you want, um, but you can never have your bike. You, the glide would be gone. You're never allowed to ride it again. Or you can have your glide, of course, as you've got it now, riding it whenever, but you never, ever allowed to have Mexican food again. I think I'd pick my bike. Yeah. I was really... I, I... Yeah, because I like food in general, so I think I could say goodbye to Mexican food and have my bike. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that one. <laughs> That's a fair choice. <laughs> so, what about Europe then? You can go to Europe. You can you can live there or visit there, however much you want. Ride any other bike you like, but you can never have your bike again. You're never allowed to ride it. So that's tough because, like, I really want to ride in Europe, but I haven't done it yet, and I'm doing just fine. So I think there's tons of places in the United States that I haven't ridden that I might would pick my bike and oh, nice. miss out on that. I don't know if that's if I would regret that choice, but I think there's so many places to ride. I, I might would be okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I respect that. So what about the car then? You can have your old vintage car 
but you'd have to trade it for your bike. I think I would pick my bike. Wow. So that do you know what? You're the first one to answer bike for all of it, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to really? that. But yeah, usually one of the other things has got everyone like, Oh, what about that or this? So you're just you're a hardy girl all the way. I love it. I, I guess I just I I don't know, there's other times like you could have a car, but I I don't know. I think I would just pick my bike through and through, like other food and, you know, traveling and my bike can take me tons of places and you know, you can fix it up and soup it up. I keep adding to it. Uh so I think I'd pick my bike through and through. That's funny that no one else has has picked their bike. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, you know, there's always been one little thing that's got them, maybe like the destination or or even the car, because people have said, you know, well, I've, I've experienced this bike now, but I've never experienced that car. And if you're into your bikes, you often are just a bit of an all-round petrol head and, you know, love the cars as well and stuff. So that's always like the tricky one, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I think it's the... The freedom that you get from riding a bike is just different than being in a car. So I wouldn't want to sacrifice that that wind therapy uh, to be in a car. So yeah, sure, no, that that's a fantastic answer. I love it. <laughs> so to wrap things up, then I just would love to know, just for my the final question, if you could go back in time to when you first started riding and you could see yourself and give yourself a a piece of advice what would you say um I probably would just tell myself that so I guess some background like I'm from the beach in North Carolina and I live kind of in the mountains in South Carolina now so I've been riding for 12 years but the up until the last six years, like I only ever rode where it was flat and where it was straight, you know, being at the, at the coast, it's, it's different. And I think maybe I would tell myself that like, if you love riding now, just wait until you ride in the mountains, because I feel like I didn't really truly start riding until I experienced riding in the mountains. So I remember like thinking how much fun it was to ride and how cool it was and, you know, going on long trips. Um, But if I guess if I would have known back then that there was something even more fun, like a part of riding that would be even more exciting and thrilling. um, I don't know, maybe I would have pushed to like travel there sooner, Um, but I wouldn't change anything. Um, But I think even back then, like I didn't even know like the world that was motorcycles. I only knew like what I was used to, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So it's like, get yourself out there maybe earlier. Don't just stick to the coast roads or what you know, like push yourself out there, get to the mountains and go through all the twisty turnies and experience it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really great getting to know you better and knowing your lifestyle with your awesome bike. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It was fun talking with you. Yeah, you too. All right, well, we'll definitely keep in touch. All right, yes, thank you.
hope you enjoyed this episode of Biker Chick Chat. Please don't forget to check us out on socials, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, you know the deal. Please don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, follow button if you did enjoy this episode. I'll also add in Corinne's links as well so you can check her out too. Thank you again and I'll see you on the next one.